Ooh. Uh, oh boy. Oh. Man, I don't. Oh. Uh, okay, so we just watched Twin Peaks: The Return, but we didn't. We didn't just watch it. We've been watching this for three months. It started in May, so May, June, July, August, three and a half, three, three and a half months, something like that. Um, Sean and I are very big Twin Peaks fans, um, and if you've seen the original show, um, you are should watch this new one or shouldn't, unless you just have a hatred for David Lynch. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't like David Lynch, but for whatever reason like the original show, um, do not watch. Do not watch. Uh, this is the most Lynchian Lynch Lynch fest of all time. Yeah. Uh, the original Twin Peaks is a television classic. Uh, it's famous for being really, really good and then burning out really, really fast. And, and then going back to being good. And then going back to being good for like a split second. And then they leave us on a cliffhanger. And, yeah, it leaves us and on, they give us a movie that has nothing to do with nothing that. Nothing to do with that cliffhanger at all, except for one quick throwaway line with Annie in the bed. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Goodale's trapped in the lodge," and like that was it. Mm-hmm. Like other than that, that movie seemingly has nothing to do with the show, but it does. On yeah, and then all of a sudden you hit this twenty-five year mark, mm-hmm. and David Lynch is like, "I'm bringing it back," and. Uh, I think the expectation was, you know, here's an Entertainment Weekly cover with all your classic favorite characters. A lot of people were expecting the same kind of offbeat kind of soap opera-ish show. Yeah, and I think... And it's not at all. I think what a lot of people love about the original show, the original two seasons, is gone here. I mean, this is... There was glimmers of it, though. Every so often, like uh, the the Big Ed Norma scene. Maybe, maybe you can start off and give a little background as to why this exists in the first place. Again, why? there's there's two seasons of the show and a oh. movie, but but why did David Lynch say, yeah, let's go ahead and let's make a third season? It's not really a third season. It's a different show. It's different in every way possible. Up until the ending. I mean, to me, that's just a knock on other shows that are the same all the time. I don't view that as a negative. No, I I don't necessarily view it as a negative either. But if you like the original Twin Peaks, you're either going to love or hate this. There is not going to be an in-between for you. I'll put it this way. If you really like a lot of the swooning uh, love story and scandal of the original Twin Peaks, you're going to hate this. But if you like all of the Dale Cooper in the Lodge stuff, well, get ready for 18 episodes of that because that's pretty much what this is. And random comedy. I mean, you know, all the Dougie Jones stuff. The is, Dougie is Jones all stuff is great. But why? But why did Lynch say, "Okay, it's been 25 years. We teased that that date for some reason in the movie." I don't. Well, no, that wasn't in the movie. That was in was that the uh, final episode. That was in the final episode. Okay, yeah. I conflate the two sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's a little. Uh, well, I don't know why it took 25 years. I do know that uh, David Lynch and Mark Frost did have a falling out at one point. Yeah, Mark Frost wasn't part of the movie. Yes, um, which is explains a lot of why parts of the movie don't matter. <laughs> or make any sense. Um, but <laughs> It contradicts some of the things in the TV show. Some of the Bobby things. killing a guy. Why? Like, <laughs> like Bobby plays it off as I'm so innocent, but... 
really killed someone like yeah. the day prior to her death. I, I don't know. That always rubbed me the wrong way. And they kind of messed with the Leland character a bit. Even yeah. though it, it gives them more of a showcase, they do mess with them a lot. But I bit. don't mind what they did with the Leland character in Wire Walk With Me. I think it made it stronger. I think that's one of the instances where the movie actually impacted the show positively. Mm. Twin Peaks is a fucking mess. Like this is it, no, it's not a mess. Okay, but okay, here's 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 where I find I think not the humor of the of the return, Twin Peaks the return. Um it's he took little throwaway lines from the show and from the movie, especially with David Bowie's 32nd cameo in the movie is now like the biggest plot device of the new series. And he's just like, who do you think that is there? You know, Judy, who's talking about Judy? And it's like, that's the whole crux of the return. I don't know if it's the whole crux, but it's definitely a large part of it. I mean, it's towards the end, at least. And yeah. Well, Philip Jeffries plays a huge part towards the end. When this started off, when when the return started off, and I'm trying to think back because it so seems so much, long ago. So like I can I can almost recall the original Twin Peaks a lot easier than I can recall this. I know it's been around for well, a while. I think that's because there's so much dead space in the original Twin Peaks. Yeah. Where, I mean, it's 30 episodes between yeah. the two seasons. Whereas this, it's 18 episodes. There's so much going on. It's, 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 I've never watched a show, even, you know, going through something like Breaking Bad, which is a very complex show with a lot of moving pieces and a lot of tiny details. This is so much more complex than that. And I'm not knocking Breaking Bad. I'm just knocking. I don't know if I'm knocking anything. I'm more just kind of stating the fact that I've never seen a show or a movie or anything that has this much complexity with no answers to what's really going on here. I don't not to diss Twin Peaks in general, but I wonder if part of that has to do with the fact that the rules keep changing every there, every iteration. There are no <laughs> rules. It's, there's, there's it's definitely rules. It's the fact that David Lynch has a hand in most of this, aside from the second half of season two, is baffling. It's it's almost like it's made by five different people working with the same characters. Season two. That, that's what See, season well, okay, two was. Well, let's cut out the second half of season two for a second mm. and just focus on the, the first half first season, first half of season two, the last episode of season two, the movie and the return are all made by David Lynch and doesn't feel like it at all. You could, you could write a whole book on everything that went down during season two, all yeah. the, all the drama behind the scenes and everything. It was, it was a big yeah. cluster. Uh, but I don't know where to start because I don't think the show knew where Honestly, to start. Honestly, I think that we should just talk about the finale and then kind of... Work backwards. Yes. Okay. So the finale is nothing. Nothing happens. Well, it's weird because you had a finale and then you had a season premiere. <laughs> <laughs> well, the f okay. The real finale of the show is the second to last episode because... That's the finale of The of Return. Twin of, uh, to me, that's the finale of Twin Peaks. Basically, Dale Cooper regenerated from his Dougie Jones mm -hmm. character becomes this saving grace. He comes in, kills, helps kill Bob once and for all. The original killer of Laura Palmer through her father kills him, reunites everybody in the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Station. It's almost like here's a fitting end. But like as that scene is happening, 
he's already trying to go back and save Laura Palmer. And I think you said to me off air that it was he doesn't know when to stop. Yeah, it's like that's kind of the the character of Dale Cooper where he just wants to make everything right. And yeah, he saved the day. Bob is no more. And there's really like a save the day action scene in the second episode. Evil Cooper is no more. Yeah. Uh, Everything seems fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, Diane is supposedly back, although I have suspicions. Yeah, well, those Um, were confirmed. And, you know, everything seems okay. And then he says to everyone there that, you know, things are going to change. Uh, because because he he thinks that he's going to go back and he's going to save Laura yeah. from being killed and he does kind of but not really though like yeah she doesn't die but things get really screwed up well he takes her right and 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 he basically says and for those of you who are familiar with the series which I mean, no one's listening to this if they're not familiar. yeah spoiler alert you can't follow a goddamn thing we're talking about unless you know this series yeah, front to no. back at least i don't expect jason to be listening yeah to this show. hey jason how's it going <laughs> um he, he goes back in time to firewalk with me what we see in firewalk with me is the night laura palmer died and actually stops her from going to the cabin with um leo and jean renault jacques jean jacques was it jacques or jacques jacques renault something renault yeah the french they're by canada and uh and what's the girl's name uh uh ronette ronette pulaski yeah so She's about to meet up with them, and then all of a sudden, Dale Cooper's there, and you think he's just like some vision, but he's real. Oh, well, even before that, when she she's no- talking yeah. to, to James, she, she notices him, and, and that's screams. why she screams in the movie. And yeah, she she notices him in the movie, yeah. but then also notices him here. She goes with him. He tries to take her to what we assume is the White Lodge with the firemen, and she disappears. And then Dale Cooper walks out of the lodge, meets up with Diane. Whoa, drives. you're going way, way further. But I'm not. It goes that quick. It goes that quick because after he goes to save her and take her to the White Lodge where she'll be safe, she disappears. Mm. And he ends up back in the Black Lodge. Yes. How? We don't know. We have no idea. I mean, Somehow it's literally like there. a cut. I actually wasn't sure if that was him or... I think a theory would be, is this another doppelganger? I don't think so. Did you notice the pin? Yeah. What was that pin? He's always had that pin. What is that pin? It's some FBI thing. Sure. It's been there forever. I I noticed the pin more prominently here. But he ends up in the Black Lodge, and then he says, "I basically, I know what I have to do. Diane's waiting for him outside. They drive into electricity fucking a motel room and then he wakes up you're really going quick but it goes that quick i mean these but when you think about it these scenes lasted for a really long time but that's all i mean i can sum i can summarize the whole thing that quickly i mean you the entire the first 30 minutes of the finale is finale quote unquote finale is is insane and you just oh he defeated him oh there's a lot more going on he he defeated him yeah, but that's what happened. And like David Lynch has this way of, of telling stories through such detail. It's not a complaint, 
But one of the I think one of the funniest scenes in the entire return is when Lynch as Gordon Cole has that girl in his room, right? No. And Albert walks in and he's like, Can I speak to you alone? And it takes her a solid like seven minutes to put on her shoes and walk out the door. And the line is literally like, oh, Diane received a text message from somebody. We don't know who it is. And it's delivered over the course of a 10-minute scene because that's how Lynch wanted to pace it. I also feel like because uh, they shot a lot for this season, obviously, 18 hours of, yeah. of show is a lot. Yeah. Uh, if They shot this in like together, right? Like they shot it as a movie essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious if I'd like, like to see it edited as a movie actually. I think that would be I'd like to see what didn't make it cuz apparently there's stuff that from um from uh uh Fire Walk with Me that we still haven't seen. Well, I mean we we've seen a lot of it, but not everything. And some of those things that are cut out of Fire Walk with Me are important to like I Oh man! I I still believe I still believe that there is at least thirty minutes to an hour of Fire Walk with Me that hasn't surfaced yet. Wow! I don't know. I don't know what he shot. I don't know what where it is. I just I heard that he shot five hours of footage, and that movie is not five hours long. So let's 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 break this down for a second because is David Lynch a genius or a hack? Stop it. <laughs> because because I think he's a genius. And I, I think that goes without saying that you feel the same way. But does he really have all of these? You see this tattoo? It says David Lynch is a hack. <laughs> it's my tattoo that yeah. says hack Lynch. <laughs> is, do, did he really have all of this planned out? From the beginning? No. Absolutely not. And anyone that that thinks that is is just insane. But do you think that he sat with the original series and Firewalk with me for twenty five years and really thought about this? And oh like, yeah, yeah. And like over the course of those, what we're getting in the return is twenty five years of him kind of stewing on this. I think he's always had ideas for a return, but I think he has put never... all of them into the same thing. Possibly, it's possible. Like I feel like he just did every idea. He also hasn't made anything film-wise in eleven years. I this so, and this brings us to why I'm frustrated with the last episode. Well, you should be frustrated with the last episode because even though everything is hunky dory and back to normal, nothing's back to normal. Well, that's what's amazing. Is I was so on an, this adrenaline rush during the second to last episode, I had chills when the music oh, was playing. When, when and, uh, evil Cooper walks into the sheriff's office. Yes. Yes. And uh, he, he's, he's sitting there with Frank Truman. Yeah. Like that whole thing into the fight scene into him going back in time. I mean, the whole thing was like, this is the perfect way to tie it. They tied it back to the first episode like the first scene of the first episode they tied it back to that Mm -hmm. and it was just like this incredible like full circle revelation that cooper's going to go back and save laura palmer and prevent any of this from happening in the first place and then and then he just and then he just Look, reverses look, all of it dale i love you but like <laughs> you blew it <laughs> you, you, you kind of blew, blew it you blew it he blew it like <laughs> he fucking blew it he 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 Blew tried it. to do more than he could. Yes. And he blew it. I, I, how come no one said 
no to him. Like, <laughs> he didn't reveal his plan. He just walked out of the room. Yeah, but like we know the arm uh, told him to uh, go to this place. To go, what is it? Remember the number? 430. 430. It was 430 miles away from Twin Peaks where he found that okay. area. Yeah, but that's that's what's interesting to me is like, why did he have to do that step? Why did he have to go from, oh, I just lost Laura Palmer. I'm out of the lodge to now I'm going to drive 430 miles. Fuck Diane. Wake up as Richard and Linda. We don't in a different. We, we don't know. See, that's the thing is. Everything that happens after they, they have that's an important, even before that, I think them having sex is like a turning point in some, reality. Something's going There's on. There's a there. real reason that happens. It's super uncomfortable, and uh, I don't understand what Cooper's plan is for that because obviously he had a plan. Yeah, and I also don't think that I, I think I agree with you that that's not really Diane. I don't. I and that's the thing. It's like. Ever since we've been introduced to doppelgangers and tulpas, it's hard to look at all the characters the same way. It was hard for me to accept that that was really Dale Cooper when he came back. Well, I mean, I've heard people say that about, you know, whether or not that is the real Cooper. I think it is. I think he's just very uh, confused and frustrated. And maybe that's why he's kind of a little more assertive than, than typical. Well, there is another Dale Cooper. Um, well, there was. Well, there is. Oh, oh, Dougie. He created a Dougie Jones, yeah. which I was very surprised was not the long-haired, overweight, like seventies Elvisy looking. I don't think that was possible. Like it had to be because Evil Cooper made Doug, the original Dougie. Yeah, and it's basically just a clone of Evil Cooper. Of, like no, no. Well, this new one is a clone of Dale. Cooper. Yeah, regular, regular Cooper. Cooper. So but, it would have but to be. But Dougie like Jones him. was based off of Evil Cooper. But you wonder, judging by uh, Dougie Jones was a shit person. He, the real Dougie, real Dougie Jones was like a gambler. He didn't love his wife. He, he also seemed on her. He also seemed kind hooker. of slow. Yeah, but he has a past that we don't really know a whole. Yeah, lot and then about. when he and then when he comes out, he's like this this brain dead idiot. <laughs> I mean, literally, that that body has no brain. He's just, and everything is like home, coffee. Like it's just he can't. Yeah, but 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 they, they kind of make it seem like maybe that was a, a trait of Dougie originally, and maybe like that's kind of like this. And that like, yeah, and maybe that's why Cooper ran into that um, that stumbling block. What what I really like about Dougie Jones, which makes you wonder if Evil Cooper made that doppelganger on purpose yeah to kind of fuck him up so i like what lynch did with the symbolism of, of dougie jones or cooper as dougie jones this kind of like guy who's just being kind of shuffled around life but people are always congratulating him and you did such a good job i would here. love to know if that would work in real life but no but I, that's the <laughs> joke is like so many people in this world are just kind of like shoved around and not sh- like not taken advantage of, but they kind of just go from one place to the other, do little minute things, and they make big differences in people's lives. And I think that symbolism of someone just being shuffled along through society but finding great success, Oh, and, and that's a very and, symbolic character. And Cooper as Dougie definitely made changes in, in, in people's lives. Yes. Without a doubt. 
Whereas I don't think Dougie himself ever did. He wasn't like no. a remarkable person. No, no, no. But Cooper as Dougie had all these remarkable things. But I kinda, still things that are unexplained, like why he could read the slot machines. and. Well, I think that was... Okay, so I think that was Mike helping him uh, get money to kind of put things into motion. Because that's how the Mitchum brothers got, yeah, got yeah, yeah. involved. That's how they were able to pay off the gambling debts. I... I I like that theory and I hadn't thought of that. The way that I interpret it when I first saw it, and I could be wrong, is that because we know Cooper in the original show is psychic. I mean, remember the bottle throwing scene? <sighs> Hear me out. You remember the bottle throwing scene where he's throwing the bottles and he's like, oh, whichever. Leo Johnson, that's the one. Remember? Yeah. But the the symbol that was on top of all the slot machines looked like the Red Room. Yeah. I thought that was kind of just him like as a brain dead idiot recognizing he has these psychic powers, but I kind of like the idea of that's Mike helping him win this. He was helping him throughout the whole time. Yeah. So was the, the arm or the man from another place or Michael J. Anderson's demented fantasies about David Lynch. He was kind of helping. What was that scene where he almost got shot? And yeah, like the spike almost took him out and then the little midget. Yeah. David Lynch has a way of using people with physical limitations to make them uncomfortable in, in, in film. And I don't mean that to be insensitive. I mean that is that's what he's doing. Because he took Michael J. Anderson in the original... That's his name, right? Michael J. Anderson? I think so. Yeah. If it's wrong, tweet at me at I don't give a fuck about <laughs> mymistakes.com. Um he took him in the original one as, as a little person. And it was like this weird, like other room dance sequence. Mm-hmm. Right. Then after that, he used him in Mulholland drive. Right. And he put like prosthetic arms and legs on him and to make him look weird. And he's in there for one scene and it makes and that, no difference. Yeah, it makes no it, difference. It, and just like Audrey's husband, husband's right. What's his name? Uh, Audrey's, uh, the, the, the dude, the, yeah. uh, oh, shit. What was his name? That actor has a physical disability. He's, he's tiny, but he's not a midget, but no. he's tiny and he's very uncomfortable looking. I, and I don't, can and I, again, can I, I bring really something up to be insensitive. It's just, I, I, it's a pattern with Lynch be- where he uses abnormal looking people to create an effect. Can I bring this up? Because this is something that I, I've been stewing on and I'm not sure if it is Real or not. So the, the, the guy that was in Audrey's weird imagination that yeah. was, uh, yeah, you know, the, the little guy. Yeah. Um, if you're going where I think you're going with this, I have an interesting opinion. But go ahead. Oh, well, if you remember, we had uh, they, from uh, New York, the area where with the glass box. Yes. There was the photo of Evil Cooper talking to some dude. Yes. Who kind of looked like Audrey's husband. Yes. And I'm curious if that, because we never got an answer for any of that. Stuff. Oh, 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 no, we got no answers at all. Well, the only answers that we got was that Evil Cooper was behind that box. And, yes. And I, my interpretation was it was a way to try to, to lure Judy out. No, I I took it as it, they were trying. He was trying to trap Cooper from leaving the, the Black Lodge. Oh, um, OK. And but, then he found Judy by mistake. Yeah, is that because Judy? I mean, in like episode one, broke through that box and killed those poor people. Well, it's weird sex. how Judy shows up as soon as getting his dick wet. Yes, that's weird. And then all the circuits start turning on. And yeah, I 
I, well, I knew we were never going to get an answer to that. So I also think that in, if we're going to talk about Audrey, this is a good time to bring it up. I think all of the Roadhouse scenes, all of them. Not are, all of them. Most I think of them. all of them are fake. I think all of the uh, performances at the end. Yeah. And all of the stuff with the random people talking about things yeah. that never come up again. Yeah. The, the one with the rash. Yeah. Uh, um, talking about Billy. Yep. The guy who, uh, who may just or got may out. not be the guy in the jail. May, who knows? Uh, the guy that just got off a house arrest. Yep. All that stuff. I don't think that was real. I think that was all in whatever reality Audrey is. However, in. the first. Um, with James. The first one with James. With James. And then the His other one with James. Yeah. I'm not sure about the. I'm not sure about the second. The the actual James performance. That might have been. Okay. I'm not sure. But that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it, it, it couldn't have taken place just because he yeah. may, you know, he well, may not be there. And also when James is in the bar with the guy with the glove, that was yeah. real. But I think a lot of those Roadhouse scenes, specifically the Nine Inch Nails performance and Eddie Vedder's. I, what do they call Eddie Vedder? They, they, oh, they used some name. Some name. And then like I'm watching. I remember watching this. and I'm like, that sound. That guy sounds familiar. That guy. Look, that that's Eddie Vedder. Like I could just tell, and I'm like, why didn't they call him any better? And he's saying that song about Diane. And oh, oh, uh, the 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 scene from earlier in the season when they're sweeping the floor in yeah. the roadhouse. Yes, and uh, it's clearly Renault and, and not Jacques Renault. His his the fourth brother uh, is uh, on the phone. That was probably real. That was probably real. Yeah, I I have a feeling a lot of the roadhouse was fake. Not fake, but whatever reality Audrey's fake news. Fake news. Hashtag fake news. Sad. <laughs> um, I. I, I, my theory about Audrey, because we don't know, <laughs> we don't know. And here is, here it is. I'm just going to give it to you and, and you can take it or leave it. I think that at the end of season two, she was injured badly. And oh yes, explosion. but we know for a fact she was in a coma and she was in a coma and evil Cooper went there, raped, raped her because he's raped a lot of he's people, raped a lot of people because <laughs> Bob rapes. Like that's a huge part yeah. of the show. And I think Bob raped her when he was she was in a coma. They conceived Richard was mm-hmm. his name, right? Mm-hmm. They conceived Richard. Richard is basically the spawn of Satan. Like he is a fucking whack job. And I think she's institutionalized. I in she was listen. I I know that kind of takes away a lot of the psychic and paranormal aspects of the show, but she was in a white gown, yeah. she had no makeup. Her hair, when people are like captured or, you know, stuck in limbo or in the lodges, they're still clothed. She, she looked distraught. She's the only character that we saw where she's like, what, what's going on? But I think so much of that is, is in her head while she's institutionalized. I just don't think she ever truly came back from the coma. weird to me, the fact that, oh, that she never came out of the coma. No, I think she's, I think she came out of the coma and went crazy. Oh, I think she, I think, I think the kid was conceived while she was in the coma. She gave birth. Coming out of the coma, and can you? Well, I don't know. I'm not getting into the technology. Tech, the only technologicals time, of if you can get pregnant while in a coma. The, well, of course you could, but I like, guess. I don't the know. only I'm not time a coma that I've ever heard of in a coma? someone having a baby while in a coma was in Kill Bill. Well, there you go. That's about it. Yeah, but uh, you know, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, um, but to me, it's weird because Audrey. Everyone, no one actually talks about her as if she still exists. Yeah. Uh, well, no one talks about you her, would, period. Well, but you would think oh, that. Oh, no, that's not true. They talk. Uh, they mentioned, um, who was it? Uh, Doc says, Hayward. He mentions yep. Audrey to uh, Sheriff Truman. Frank Truman. 
he never goes to investigate her at all. Yeah. They know that her, that her son has has hit and, and murdered this child. Yes. No 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 mention uh, Ben Horn doesn't mention her at all. No literally no I one mentions her. I think Ben Horn her. mentions her but not, no, he not in the capacity of I have to go visit her. Literally the only person that mentions Audrey is Doc Hayward and Sheriff Truman. Yeah. That's it. No one else mentions her and then you have Richard Horn saying, you know, Audrey Horn is my mother. She had that photo, yeah, of yes. Dale Cooper, uh, and then he did say to Evil Cooper, "Audrey Horn was my mother." And then once Richard Horn died, somehow on that rock, he said goodbye, son. That was clearly yeah, confirmation. Mean, it was, yeah, it was a hundred percent confirmation. Which we kind of had an idea. I I had a feeling that yeah. was almost too perfect. Um, and also. You know, we, we we found out all the stuff with Diane about how Evil Cooper took her to the convenience store. Ra- no, he raped her and then took her to the convenience store. Yeah. But he, he came into her house, no knock, no mm-hmm. doorbell, came in. She felt comfortable. Uh, he, she was answering questions about the FBI. He raped her, kidnapped her, took her to the lodge, created a tulpa. Yes, but and, and we're to assume that this Diane that shows up in uh, episode uh, or I should say part 17 is the real Diane. But I'm also not convinced that Evil Cooper didn't have like a, a, a storage area of just people he's kidnapped and maybe Audrey <laughs> and maybe Audrey's there still stuck in that deposit. Maybe maybe he, he took her at some point. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Um, all right, let's 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 go through. Th- all right, so so the finale, the actual finale, we'll we'll get to the final moments of kind of at the end because yeah. we, we keep touching on it, but it, it really sums up my confusion. There are a lot of unanswered questions with this. Uh, there are a lot of questions that were answered: who the giant was and what his relationship is. Uh, I still see episode eight as the the, the most revealing episode in terms of. Who and what Bob is, where he came from, what changed. I, I, I see this as like an anti-nuclear war message in the long run as but nuclear then, power ripped open these dimensions yeah. and I think created these evils. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, that, that was kind of the whole big reveal. To me, it was like the White Lodge was already there. And, you know, whether, and whether that is be responsible for quote-unquote ghosts and quote-unquote ufos and see, whatever else I, the FBI I feel was investigating, like they found the white lodge but no no see i feel like both lodges were there already i think that what the nuclear happened, bomb created bob and ripped them open i no, i think the nuclear bomb created judy who created bob who created bob yeah among others Sure. Bob was not the only thing that came out of her. The woodsman oh. well not well, maybe not her but the woodsman were created from the nuclear blast as well yes um, well, no, the woods, the woodsmen are interesting because I think the woodsmen were real people that got that convenience store. What that little building was like a real building where no, I think that I, there were people see, living no, in and I, they got I think fucked it, by the nuclear bomb. I think it was a model. Like, remember, because back in the day, they used to blow up model cities. I learned that from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Did you know they made <sighs> refrigerators out of lead that you could hide inside and... You know, hey, this this episode has jokes in it, everybody. This is the humor. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I mean, that's why that's how I took it because, um, 
you know, it didn't look like a real convenience store. It looked like a model. Almost. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, you know, again, another throwaway line from. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I feel <laughs> like, uh, you know, maybe they somehow were, were almost summoned because of this nuclear uh, blast. But then, like, you know, as much as I love part eight, we never found out what the fuck was up with the, the, the frog bug. That came oh, out. I have a theory about the frog. I mean, bug. it could this, it this, could be a, a, an extension of Judy. Yes, which then manifests itself in Sarah, Sarah Palmer. Palmer. We don't know if that that little girl is Sarah Palmer. This is this is my theory. That little girl and that little boy were uh, Leland and Sarah Palmer. No, I don't think it was Leland. Okay, you don't no. think it was Leland? De- I definitely don't think it was Leland. Okay, I think that little girl was Sarah Palmer, and I think what happened was. When everyone passed out, Judy Bug was looking for a host, found her. My theory, theory, is that that Judy manifested herself in Sarah Palmer for decades, right? Grew up, had Laura, but it wasn't until Laura's death and the emotion that came with that that shook all that awake because that's when she started seeing Bob. That's when she went, like, nuts. I think that that evil and that uh, malicious emotion was all awoken when Laura died because prior to that Leland was drugging her to rape Laura. Yeah. And I don't think that if she was really Judy and could take her face off and kill with a bite like she did in in the return, she would have let that happen. Also, I don't know how anyone can survive on that many booze and cigarettes. She was such an alcoholic I don't she th- drank so much vodka. I don't think she she couldn't have been human at that point. Like, no, I don't. And that leads me to another question: Is that even really Sarah Palmer, or is that or is that Judy? So here's another theory: Is that is is maybe Judy just replaced Sarah Palmer at some point and has basically been masquerading as her? No, I don't think so. Maybe Sarah Palmer's dead, and then the bug inside of her is Judy. But then, like, the but then, like, how would I mean? Unless she's a a, a doppelganger or a tulpa, like I don't Maybe know. Maybe she's a doppelganger or a tulpa, <sighs> but, but then, it wouldn't be created in the lodge. No, and 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 Judy is. That's what makes separate. me think that it's it's she's been like that the whole time. I don't believe that she could be though. Watch. The original Twin Peaks, obviously no, the I, intentions were different. But like you mentioned, like that spurred on all, yeah. the, all the... And that's know. what awoke it. Because I don't think the whole time Sarah Palmer was this in-control, evil manifestation of hate and violence. It does make me wonder, though, about that scene in the liquor store with the, the jerky, like... Oh, I almost forgot about that scene in the liquor yeah, store. Yeah, because like, uh, clearly... I almost forgot all about that. Clearly, there... Uh, and and knowing how th- th- this ends, how ends well, <laughs> we'll get to that. It's almost as if like Judy has the ability to to change reality even in front of Sarah Palmer. It's 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 so really weird. Do you think Judy and Sarah Palmer are coexisting in the same form? I think Judy and Sarah Palmer, at least for the most part, are almost somewhat how Bob, Bob and, and Leland, Leland were. Well, I I am convinced that Bob, Leland was aware of Bob in him, like um, because depends, it depends if you're talking about the series or the movie. Mm, 
Okay, if we're talking about the series, series no. no. Movie, if we're talking about the yes. movie, yes, he was aware that Bob was a part of it. And I guess the movie is more canon now, so I guess. Oh, the movie is way more canon now than yeah. it was. You could almost write the movie off before this new series came out. Mm, yes. Depends. Yes. You could just not watch the movie. You could just be like, oh, that's where it ends and stop watching after. My advice to anybody who hasn't seen Twin Peaks, and obviously if you're listening, you have, but watch season one, watch up to season two when they reveal Leland as the killer. Stop. And then watch the last episode. You just realize, just you, realize you've spoiled the entire thing about Twin Peaks season one. And now you're telling them to go and, and watch you know, you just, well, you said Leland was the killer. Yeah, we just spoiled everything. Then why are you telling them to watch if they've already watched? I'm just saying if oh, what I meant is if you have a friend who's like, oh, I want to watch Twin Peaks. Oh, watch. But, but they kind of. But you know what? I feel like you kind of have to struggle through that second season, though. Ugh. You kind of have to. It, it literally turns into goosebumps. Like it's so bad. There's things in that second season you, you kind of have to go through. It's so bad. But it's worth it in the end, though. Do you remember when Wyndham Earl tied up someone in a chess piece yeah. and left it in a gazebo, and the music was like, doo, 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 doo. It's like, next week yeah. on Twin Peaks. Remember he... <laughs> will will he kill another person with a chess piece? Stay yeah. tuned. Remember he, he killed... So, uh, it, was like the, it was like the outer limits. He killed Sam Raimi's brother and stuck him in a chess piece. Was that Ted Raimi? Yeah. I can never spot actors. It took me forever to realize that Matthew Lillard was the dude who was hanging out with the librarian. Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson is married to Dougie. I thought it was Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> and it's Naomi Watts. I'm really bad at picking out actors. Um, mm. That's interesting. We could talk about uh, the relationship between Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, the dead librarian, and Garland Briggs. I'm not sure there was a relationship there. I think uh, uh, Bill Hastings, which was his name, uh, he's, oh, yeah. he stumbled upon the zone yeah, and that's where he with met the librarian with the librarian. Yes. And that's where he met Garland Colonel Briggs. Briggs. And, uh, there was some, some freak accident. We were to assume, we don't know, but we're to assume maybe Judy was involved in killing Briggs and maybe involved in killing, uh, the, the, the librarian as well. I have the greatest unanswered question. Why was the ring in Garland Briggs's body um, with a note that says to Janie E, I f- love Dougie. I feel like that was a Colonel Briggs thing. Maybe he he speci- he like he swallowed the ring because he Why knew. Why would he have the ring? How did he get the ring? Well, Dougie lost it at some point. After he was already back in the lodge, though, way way after Cooper already you gotta, replaced see, him. See, that's the problem is that you got to understand the lodge, there is no time. Yeah. Time is just a construct of the real world. Yeah. That's why they that's why they keep asking is the future is a past because they don't know. Oh, and even at the, the last line of the fucking show is what year is it? Yeah. Which I, I think it's present I day. I think it's present day. I all think right. they're just. So yeah. all of this leads up to. The second to last episode where basically Dale Cooper says enough is enough. I'm going to stop Laura Palmer from dying. Loses her. Takes Diane. Goes to somewhere to a motel to fuck her. Some motel where we see another Diane. (laughs) Which which makes me wonder if this Diane is the real Diane. It does. 
also makes me wonder. Could you imagine the- if Evil Cooper had an assembly line of Diane? Oh my god! It also makes me wonder. Uh, and she didn't even seem scared to see the other Diane. She just oh, like, yeah. knew it was there, and then it went away. It also makes me wonder um, where they were because they traveled 430 miles away from Twin Peaks, drove through electrical lines or something. They definitely went somewhere. They went somewhere, and then they're in a motel, and then they fuck. At that point, where are they? I don't know. We don't cool. know. Cool. We don't know. Great. So he wakes up in Texas, Odessa, Texas, Odessa, Texas. which we're assuming is Texas because we have a good idea. We have a good idea. It's Texas. Everyone has a cowboy hat and a gun, and that's what David Lynch thinks Texas is And like. new Sarah Palmer, or I'm sorry, new Laura Palmer has a, Palmer a, has a, a yeah. Texas accent. So yeah. I, I'm, we're like 98% sure that that was Texas. So he wakes up in Texas, right, mm-hmm. with a note that says, Dear Richard, I can't love you anymore, blah, 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 love Linda. And he goes, Richard, Linda, what the fuck is this? Basically just throws the note to the side. That's why I wonder if like this fucked up weird reality he, he's act, he like his Richard. name is Richard. Yeah. Possible. He gets in a car that's not his. That wasn't his car. Are you No, it, yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. It, okay. was, it was just not parked in the same place cuz it wasn't the it wasn't same the place. It was the same hotel. He then goes to he's driving by a diner. It's called Judy's. He stops. Mm-hmm. He stops a sexual harassment event because Texas because Texas this is what David Lynch <laughs> thinks Texas is like this is the interpretation of Texas this is David Lynch's interpretation of Texas it's like three dudes in cowboy hats yeah with concealed carry trying to molest a girl and an old couple and an old couple in the corner one of which you can't tell where his nose ends and his mouth begins no yeah this is this is David Lynch's interpretation of Texas <laughs> So that happens, and he's like, show me where the other waitress lives. And she answers the door, and it's Sarah Palmer, or Laura Palmer. Um, but not by that name. No. What was, what was her name? Carrie. Uh, Carrie uh, Page. Carrie, Carrie Page. Page. Which was weird. That Carrie's not a, a first name. Carrie's a last name. Page it can be either. Is it Carrie or Carrie? Like Carrie Fisher. Uh, I think it was C-A-R-E-Y. Yeah, okay, I think so too. But anyway, so... It just goes back to the whole backwards thing, yeah, if it is, he, you know. He, and he goes, your dad's name is Leland, and your mother's name is Sarah. And mm-hmm. she, like, perks up. She's like, huh. Like, <laughs> that's interesting. Like, it doesn't confirm if that's real or not real. Well, she goes, so. So, meaning, like... Like, if it wasn't real, she'd be like, no. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's like... So we assume that her parents are named What has Leland. she been doing for the last three days? Well, there's a dead body. <laughs> With a bullet hole in its head. And there's a lot of flies around it. And a commode by the door. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> With a so, stack of toilet paper. So regardless of that, they take off for Twin Peaks mm-hmm. because Dale- Well, she even says so herself. She's, she goes... You know, some shit went down. It's yeah, probably I have good. To get the fuck out of Dodge. It's, and it's probably good if I'm with the FBI. Yeah. So what the fuck? Happened? I don't know what. I don't even think that's relevant to be honest. With probably you. not. But because I'm she's curious. Not, she's not Laura Palmer. She's not Laura Palmer. So they drive all the way up to Twin Peaks, and she says, "What she say? You know, oh, I was young. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And that kind of perked my ears. Like, ooh, is she?" 
She's kind of in a daze, you know, she's She's falling asleep. She's like, uh, she's like, oh, okay. Maybe she kind of knows a little bit of what's going on. They take, Dale walks her up to the Palmer house with no cars on the street. Which is weird to me. No cars. No cars. No other people, but all the lights are on in the house. Did you notice that? Every. Not all of them. But most of them. Most of them, yeah. I bet you the one that's off is Laura Palmer's room. If we were watching that again, I bet you that's her room. Uh, I think it's um, which what which, which which window is the fan in that we were seeing before? Was that's it that in the one? Hallway. I don't think that's in a window. I know it's in the hallway, but there's a window at, at the hallway. Oh, I don't know. And that light wasn't on. Maybe that. I'm sure there's some symbolism as to what lights are on and what lights are off. It's a real house. It's a real location. Oh, it, it always was. Yeah. So. They walk up those long stairs and they get to the door and it's like, I'm looking for Laura Palmer, which I thought was Sarah weak. Palmer. No, he said Laura. Wait, no, he said Sarah. I think he said Laura. No, Palmer. I'm pretty. He, well, no, he asked. Well, he kept asking her questions first and he said, does a Sarah Palmer live here? But I think at first he says, I'm looking for Laura Palmer. No. I'll, we'll, we'll have to watch it again at some point. You've seen it twice already. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure he says okay, Sarah. And then he said Sarah. I always get Sarah and Laura mixed up for some reason when I talk about them. Anyway, so, and the lady's like, no, no, there's no one here with that name. Oh, no. He we asked, like, it. how long they've been how there. How long they've been there. Do you own this house? Are yeah. you renting this house? They bought it from someone we've never heard of. Doesn't, irrelevant. Irrelevant, irrelevant. They leave the porch. Cooper's just like, what the fuck? Coop, and Cooper's like, Cooper realized that in the time that he fucked Diane to... To when he woke up, he's in a different reality. To the point that he actually says, the last line of the show is, what year is it? Which I think is also irrelevant because it, I don't think it's the it's a, a year thing. I, I think, think it's a but, reality but to thing. to him, he's trying to piece together what the fuck happened. I think it is present day. I think it's present day in terms of when this series has been taking place. I think it is present day. But then... Carrie, 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 whatever. Here's the name Laura. Right? Said by Sarah. Sarah. It, Laura. Or it's like Laura. It's like a sing song. And she looks at the. I'm actually getting chills thinking about it because it's a really creepy fucking scene. It's probably the scariest scene that I can think of from Twin Peaks. And that's saying a lot because there's some terrifying scenes. Because this actually just gave me like the, the chills. She looks at the house. She screams, and the lights just all go off. And it, may, it, it seemed like the entire block too. It was just like, boom, and yeah. like, and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. And I'm like, that can't it, be the end. It goes to black. It yeah. goes to black for a solid like thirty <laughs> seconds. It was black for a long time. And it comes back up with the the, the shot of her whispering. whispering into Dale's ear, which is another thing we never found out what she said. Although he. In in the previous episode, when uh, everything's being resolved, yeah. he's 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 um you know Diane's yeah. back, blah blah blah. He says, "We live in a dream. We live in a dream." And it looked to me like he was in the same setting as in the red room when Agreed. when he was sitting in the chair. I wonder if that's what she said to him. Although he kind, it's weird because like when his reaction to whatever she says to him is kind of in disgust. Okay, like, but also remember. That that scene is supposed to also be from the original series, episode three, when she whispers in his ear and he's like an older man. Like, that's supposed to be his age now, quote unquote. Right. 
So he, because he even says, I saw myself 25 years but older. But see, I thought that. And it, she whispered, my father killed me. Yeah. So maybe that's the same No, line. I. it's definitely different. Um, but we, like I said, we don't know what she said. I'm just saying that maybe that's what it is. Probably not. But it seemed like that was a setting when it, it, when um, his his head, his figure yeah. says that. And, you know, you can kind yeah. of almost see it. I I can't believe that that's the last episode. I, I, and you know, I understand that Lynch is always going to subvert expectations. And I understand that this artsy fartsy crazy bullshit that he pulls is absolutely genius and frustrating at the same time. But I actually can't believe that after everything that we went through with this show, it ended Seriously, on a, cl- Dale, it was a cliffhanger. It was a cliffhanger with yeah. Dale Cooper and Laura Palmer sitting in a car, walking into a house, and then saying, "Oh, what happened?" And then a scary jump, basically a jump scare, and and it ends. And, and it's to me, it's it's amazing because this was supposed to be the definitive ending. That was that's the what I thought. Attention, yeah. Was, what's Twin Peaks: The Return is eighteen episodes nothing else but see that's what i've had this conversation already since it's aired a couple hours ago uh we they who knows they could be writing season four and we just don't know ah i don't I, it's to me it's hard for them to make us a, a four season they the, look at the cliffhanger that they left season two off on okay and they waited 25 years but you know to what this isn't as bad as that one though that was insane. Not, and not bad in like a like it was terrible. Yeah, but that like, was insane. That one left you even more hanging. Whereas this one, things were resolved. It's just uh, it's just well, it's it's Dale Cooper's story that's not resolved at all. No, the way I see it, canon wise, quote unquote canon wise, is Laura Palmer didn't die because we see it's 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 the. First scene of the first episode with Jack Nance and uh, his bitch wife and Josie. I can't. What is her name? Catherine. Catherine. Which is weird because that's also the log lady's real name. Oh, that is weird. But I, I mean, we see that scene where it's like, I'm going fishing. And then we see where her body was found. Not there. And it's not there. And, and we actually see it disappear. <laughs> and they shot uh, some lookalike of Jack Nance walking and just going fishing. Yeah. It looked like Jack Nance. It did look. They like did it. Yeah. Look, they did a really good job of of replacing those actors or like. Mili- yeah, that's what I was footage. wondering how they what they did with with, um, with Laura. Laura Palmer. What's her name? Sherilyn Finn? Is it? Cheryl Lee. Cheryl Lee, Finn. Is there? A Finn? No, I think that's Audrey. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. A lot of actors, a lot yeah. of characters, a lot of names, people. I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> I don't have. I'm. I have nothing in front of me right now. For, for, I'm literally. This is all for memory. I want to point that out. Me and Sean have not been looking at an episode guide. No, we're not looking at pictures. We're not looking at summary. This is all from the top of our heads. We don't even have a rundown here, so we're just no. kind of. Um, that's why if I, we don't remember names or actors or actresses, we apologize, but we are trying. Yes, uh, I think uh, they did a really good job of of making Laura Palmer look younger. Yes, I, to me. Because you were saying, oh, they they digitally aged her. I don't think they did that. I, to okay. me, it looked like maybe they just had a lot of makeup. And they on shot her from far away, in and the it was dark. dark. It looked like a shadow on her face. Yeah, like, yeah. I with think a that's big what coat, they, make it look young. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what they were doing. Um, yeah. But so, can, can we go back because I want to talk about more about Judy. Um, so we find out that okay. well, we're introduced to Judy. Judy in the end of season two. 
that symbol and 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 the the cave. Well, the symbol. Going to the cave. But the name Judy wasn't brought up until Philip Jeffries in mentioned it in Fire Walk with Me. Which, by the way, that cut up, destroyed scene of David Bowie's cameo in Fire Walk with Me turns out to be like the most important scene for the news. Yes. Like everything he says there, unbelievably important. <laughs> like he, every word that he says when he's in that FBI office is so important. Yeah. That's why I wonder now um, the whole Buenos Aires thing when in the deleted scene yeah. when he goes back. Can that be canon now? No. Because. No, no. He's been lost for too long before that. Because we never totally get because we know that he was uh, evil. Cooper was sending text messages to Buenos Aires. Yes. But how does that we, we, we never found out how that actually somehow they to... got to Philip Jeffries, who's oh, and clarify this for me. The lodge and the convenience store. What is the relationship and what is not the relationship? Well, I often say that they're pretty much one in the same. To me, the convenience store is more like. It's kind of more like some of the evil spirits' playpen okay. and meeting area. Because um, in Fire Walk With Me, that scene is like, it was, it's a meeting. Yes. They're, uh, you know, exchanging pain and sorrow. Yep. The Garben Boza or whatever Gar- it's called. Garbenzola, is it? It's cream corn. Yeah. Um, and it's gross. And, then, and there's other, there's woodsmen there. Yep. There's the old lady and the, and the kid. Yep. The, the jumping man, which we can talk about in a second. Yep. Um, and uh, the monkey. Yeah. Uh, so a lot fire that, okay. There, there is specifically a part of firewall with me that is cut to shit. And everyone who talks about firewall with me always says like, Oh, that scene is weird and makes no sense. No, it's actually the absolute most important scene for you to understand the new that's, that's David Bowie's Philip Jeffries cameo that shows the convenience store that shows the jumping man that introduces the woodsman. I think. Yeah, they're in there. So if you, and specifically the one that uh, that opens the the gateway for Evil Cooper yep. in that and yep. what was it part fifteen? Yeah, um, that's the same one that was in the convenience store in Fire Walk with Me. Yep, he he has the same device. Yep, same everything. Yep, um, very interesting. Yes, so that scene is very important. <laughs> <laughs> very 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 important scene. Yeah. So let's go back to Judy for a second here because okay. we're introduced to Judy in episode one. I, I okay. I will make the argument that we we learn about that symbol and we learn about the existence they, of. Well, that they keep being. calling it the experiment in the credits. It's it's labeled the experiment. Yes. Um. So which I guess technically is like a nod to the the, the bomb. I yeah, guess. Yeah, but. Um, but so that's, that's what they were calling it the whole time. And then we find, and it's not, okay. We're kind of assuming Judy is that, Yeah. but it's a good assumption that that is Judy. It's a very strong assumption. Well, what wasn't there in jog my memory here? Season two, there was like a playing card with that symbol on it too. No, that was this season. That was, uh, Cooper showed, uh, the, the, the chick that was with him in the hotel room. He, oh, he showed her the card. Okay. He's like, I'm looking for this. Yeah. And then he kills her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought that might have been season two. No, 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 no. Um, so we find out, and then obviously Judy manifests in the- well, Judy comes from the atomic bomb. The yeah. first test of the atomic bomb creates this all evil, some people, some fans called it the mother for a while. Yeah. The experiment Which is interesting, the mother, Sarah yeah. Palmer. 
Yeah. I mean, that was a very good assumption. Mm. Because this creation that manifested itself, and I believe that this was not like the lodges that were around. The experiment, Judy, the mother, whatever you want to call it, was created from the bomb. Mm -hmm. And from her was created Bob. And once that was seen, the fireman created Laura. I am curious, though, who created Mike? Because... Yeah, because Mike used to be... Uh, just like Bob, wasn't he? And he's like they were reform. partners. Yeah, yeah. And we're not going off the international version of the no. pilot, by the way, everybody. That's not canon. no. Most people don't even know it exists. Good. Let's not bring that up. It's really bad. Um, actually, I remember in college, a professor showed that version. Yeah, that's the version we saw too. And it's like, what are you fucking kidding me? Why show this? That was, that was Coletta. Yeah. And yeah, hey, Coletta. And he that's a he's he's a huge David Lynch fan and he showed us the international pilot. Like, why don't you just show us the pilot? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, sorry, that always irked me because it's like a lot of people are like, Oh, I think I've seen the pilot of Twin Peaks and they just know that terrible international version with that shit ending tacked mm-hmm. on the end of it. Which is like Mike, Mike. And yeah, and then he shoots the, Bob. Yeah, like come on, please. Um but anyway, so Judy. Back to Judy. Um, so Judy created Bob. Judy created Bob. Did Judy create Mike? I don't know. That's hard to say. I would say, presumably, yes. Judy created Mike, and we. But we also don't know how long Mike has been around. We just know that uh, he was in. Um, now I'm forgetting. I always call him Mike. I always forget his real name. Uh, oh yeah, Mike that's is not, not even his name. what. He, that's not even what he looks like either. Be, well. That what he he took on. We the, don't know what he looks like. We never saw him. Well, we know that Bob is like that long-haired, dirty guy in a jean jacket mm-hmm. who possessed Leland, and then later Evil Cooper. But Mike took on the appearance of the person he was possessing. Maybe the appearance of Mike is the man from another place because he cut his arm off. Yeah. To subside that, but then again, but then Mike did come out when he took the drugs. Yeah, he's like, my name is Mike. So maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say. And Mike's Mike's personality changes a lot too. Even Mm -hmm. though it's the same actor, like he can seem frantic and confused, or he can seem completely in control and almost manipulative. My theory would be that Mike and Bob were created at the same time. They were partners. They did a lot of raping and pillaging and uh, and possessing people. Maybe Bob was the only raper. We don't know. I uh, Bob Bob. Maybe maybe Bob was into the raping, and then Mike was into the killing. You also have to understand. That so much of this, I mean, we have to take it literally because it's presented literally, but it, a lot of it's metaphorical. Fire Walk With Me is a movie about sexual abuse. To me, when I watch that and it's like, and and you see Bob slash Leland raping Laura, mm-hmm. um, that to me is a very powerful symbol of some, of a girl dealing with sexual abuse by her father. Yeah. And that's why she breaks down. That's why she does drugs. That's why she sleeps around is because she's being sexually abused by what she thought was a friend of her father. And, you know, it is revealed to her at some point in that movie. It's it's actually your father. And I think so much of this with with the raping and with um, the uh, Judy being born of the nuclear bomb and Bob coming out of that evil and and committing acts of sexual assault and, and murder. So much of it is symbolic. 
it's presented literally, but it goes it goes deeper than that. And to me, Judy is once human. This is Lynch's overall theme. This is the way that I see it. Once human beings created the bomb, right? They brought out that evil, that ultimate all powerful evil. And from there spawned so many other horrible atrocities that are now condoned because we created this bomb. That's the symbolic nature of it. That's my interpretation. What if I could be wrong? What if Judy itself is just an overarching uh, evil spirit and whatever is in Sarah Palmer is an extension of Judy? I can see that. To me, that makes sense. It's still Judy. Yeah, but it's just, but it's, but just, it's not all yeah. of Judy. I don't. Yeah, because I think Judy exists on a more, um, a bigger plane, because we see Judy manifests itself. The Native Americans knew about Judy, though, right? Apparently. So wait, hold on. Let's go back a second, though, because Hawk said. You don't want to know what that is, referring to Judy. Well, maybe that's just a symbol for evil. Okay. I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, it's got the antennas. But eh. the log lady knew about. But then, if Judy, you take the symbol for if you take the symbol for Judy and Make it arrange it in the same way, uh, it becomes the symbol for on the ring. Yes. Anyway, and then it also becomes the le- the number eight. The number eight. What did that mean? He was in room eight. I don't know. And he's like, oh, now you can go in. What the fuck are you talking about, Teapot Jeffries? <laughs> but uh, so, as far as Judy goes. Um, it's interesting because like I mentioned the jumping man, uh, in the episode that, uh, evil Cooper goes into see Philip Jeffries, you see the jumping man, uh, for the first time in, in, in this new series and they superimpose Sarah Palmer's face on it, on his, it's it's a mask. It's really quick. You if you take a screen grab above it, you can see it. Uh, it's superimposed on top. Uh, which is really interesting. It's like, so is she, is, is that Sarah Palmer is just, is a jumping man, Sarah Palmer. Uh, and then in, in, uh, this episode in, I should say part 17, when Mike is taking Cooper to see Jeffries, they go up the staircase and then the jumping man, the jumping man, Really quick. I don't know if he walks, but he was, he was definitely coming down the stairs Yes, and everything was freaking out. I, I could it's hard to tell if if uh, if the face of Sarah Palmer was on him this time. I don't think it was this time. I didn't notice. But it. we I know. The first time but we know that's the case. So it 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 makes you wonder if because obviously Judy has fucked with Cooper somehow, and it makes you it makes you wonder if the uh, the appearance of the jumping man coming down the stairs after Cooper and Mike are going up. And in to, in to see Philip Jeffries, if somehow this entire finale has been manifested by Judy in a way, because like all these people, all this could all all of the stuff in this this alternate reality could just be that an alternate reality. It may not even be real. So where does the quote unquote reality stop and the alternate reality begin? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Uh, obviously, he went back to Firewalk with me after that. Yes. Which obviously she or it or whatever didn't stop because obviously she got pissed. Yeah. Well, we saw that actually happen. Yeah. Like we saw her change reality because she knew 
Sarah was about to be sa- Laura but was about to be saved. It can't. There can't be uh, no reason why the jumping man was coming downstairs. There. Yeah. The, well, there's no. The, that leads me to another point. There was an episode earlier on. I think it might have been like episode seven or something. And it seemed really minuscule when someone runs in the double R diner and says, "Where's Billy?" And then yeah. they when it cuts, people are in different chairs. Like yeah, in different positions. Different there. positions. And then when Big chairs. Ed is looking through the reflection on the glass, yeah. it's not the same. So, so that leads me to a theory that reality has been changing the entire time. That the fact that Laura Palmer, quote unquote, is alive and is living in Odessa, Texas, is not that strange, because it's almost like. Again, with the beef jerky, I mean, there's so many indications well, what, that that things are shifting and changing as the show is happening. Well, what what did what did Cooper say when he was in the head in the, in the background? We are all living in a dream or something, right? Wasn't it? And he says that while there, he's explaining to everyone in in <laughs> Truman's office what's going on. Yeah, and like basically, he just lays out the whole thing. Like, here's what's been happening, and then this could all just be fake. I I have my doubts that I would hope not because I, that's <laughs> I, that's that's some bullshit, David Lynch. I have my doubts that even the original series of Twin Peaks at this point is quote unquote reality because it almost seems like it was all erased and changed. But within that, it was shifting. Time was shifting. Reality was shifting. Continuity was shifting. There was never a point where we were on a straight path. And I think that now that we've hit this end and there was such a dramatic change, when you look back, even at the original series, I I have a feeling that we were never in a straight line to begin with that. I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think things got a lot, me- a lot more. I will up. say that they got a lot more messed up at the end of the return. I think pretty, things were pretty straightforward in the original series. Maybe in the first season. I think once you get into the second season, I think a lot of it starts to jump. Mm, uh, that's debatable. But I mean, even the the clock on the wall in 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 the uh, sheriff's office, yeah, was like spurting back and forth. But like, th- and none of those are like little, just stupid. Oh, Lynch put those in there for no reason. Like, there's a reason. It's probably a reason. There's probably a reason. I don't know uh, what. But... And, and even that, like I was mentioning that diner scene where where they, does anyone see Billy? And then everyone shifts. That's not just a continuity error. David Lynch is too smart in two seasons to do continuity errors like mm-hmm. like that of of that scale. Or how about this one? Did you hear about this one when uh, when? Uh, the four of them, uh, Bobby, Hawk, Truman, and Andy go into uh, what uh, we assume is the White Lodge. Or well, Andy went in, but yeah. when they go, when they're going to what is it? What is it called? Uh, One Eye Jacks. Yes. Um. Wait, way back in season one. Oh no 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 no! Wait, what what do they call it in this in this new season? When remember when before they go into the White Lodge? It wasn't One Eye Jacks. It was what was it uh, called? Something, oh, Jackrabbit's. I always think Jackrabbit Slims, but it's not. No, it's something Jack, it's like Jackrabbit's Palace. Jackrabbit's Palace. Jack, okay. When they're going there, if you notice, the first shot of them walking up to the area, mm-hmm. they're in a certain order. Mm-hmm. And then the camera cuts to behind them, they're in the complete opposite order walking up. Weird None of continuity errors like that yeah. are not errors. They're not, it's not. 
just some stupid thing that, oh, someone forgot to tell them where to stand. It's too smart for that. And that leads me again to time has been shifting this whole time. Reality has been shifting this whole time. Nothing is what it seems. We know that there's been time jumps. We know that certain things are happening at different times. And See, I don't think th- things that are happening outside of Twin Peaks are time jumps. I think it's just in a, in a disconjointed order. And the same thing, some, some stuff in Twin, Twin Peaks too is just not in order. Yeah. People have, people have literally tried to, to put everything in the place on the timeline of where things match up. And it's impossible to do. It's impossible. And it's meant to be impossible. And, and David Lynch is known for this. He wants us to have this conversation. He, and he, he's not going to explain it. He's not going to go out and say, this is exactly what I meant. He's, it's not going to happen. So he is prompting this conversation. He wanted us to take our as a collective fans. He wanted us to take our favorite show and look at it in a completely different perspective and pick it to shreds because everyone else already picked it to shreds. And his intention with the return was basically let me fuck with them. There's a very classic story of uh, John Lennon from the Beatles, right? He got a note in, I think it was 67, Again, I'm I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. You got a note in '67 from uh, a teacher, a school teacher, that was saying, "Hey, we we've been doing this really fun project with the kids. We're having them interpret Beatles lyrics." So John Lennon thought that was like the funniest thing that anyone would take the time to actually read through Beatles lyrics to try to figure out what the nonsense that he put down was. And it's like whatever, they're lyrics. Like they didn't. Some of them meant something. Some of them didn't. So what he did is he wrote, "I am the Walrus." I Am the Walrus is one of the most avant-garde, strange, nonsensical classic rock songs of all time. And he wrote it to fuck with the people that was that were picking apart his music. And to me, Twin Peaks The Return is the I Am the Walrus to the Sgt. Peppers that is the original Twin Peaks. It's been so digested and so picked apart that David Lynch basically said, I'm going to give you a treat. I'm going to tell a story that I wanted to tell forever and I'm going to let you have fun with it. And I think that this conversation that we're having and the thousands of other conversations across the world right now that people are having about this show, all 20 people that watched it, <laughs> it's a little more than that. of the other 18 people aside from you and me that watch this, um, are all having the same conversation. And I think that's the point. And I think that's, that's the intention of the creator. Yeah, it's just the frustrating thing is the fact that it ended it like ended. that. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and, and and not that like it ended like a horror movie. Yeah, it, it ended. It was like that last jump scare. Seriously, yeah. that's what it felt like. And maybe that was their intention, uh, you know, to give you like a one last kind of. But then the whole episode's based on that, so yeah. I don't know. All I know is that. Um, it sets up for another season that I don't think we're getting. I don't think we're getting another season. I think there might be speculation. I think there might be whispers and rumors. I do I don't not even think, think Showtime would do another season. No, and I he had to fight to get more money in the first place. Yeah, just and, just to make this and look and and not that you know the ratings are are terrible, but they're not great. Yeah, but let's call a spade a spade here. This not a lot of people watch this, and not a lot of people. I mean, it's not Game of Thrones. It's, it's not, not Game like of Thrones. 14 and this is better than this it. is better than Game of Thrones. This is better television. It's more creative. It's more creative than anything since 
Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Uh, but even still, I think that this takes that avant-garde film-esque element of David Lynch and puts it into television. And I think that is that was the point of the original Twin Peaks. That's where David Lynch was in his career at that point. And now that we're in 2017, this is where he is at this point in his career. And I find that very interesting that he's still taking his... Um, his hallmarks and injecting them into the mainstream of America. But I also, However, nobody saw this <laughs> but because I, it's I also, too fucking weird. I also feel like this is this is we're at the end of his career. Because, I, this is his swan song to me, which is weird because it's like is that's how you want to end off? On? Yes, it's David Lynch. That's where he that's where he wants to end his career. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, he wants to end it with fucking with Dale Cooper. Yes. I don't know. It's to me, everything about this was the best David Lynch thing ever. Like this, this to me took all of his greatest attributes and put them towards one of his greatest projects. It'd be like if he made a Racerhead two and it just had elements of Twin Peaks and Mulholland Drive and Blue Velvet and Dune all in it at the same time. And at the same time, let's let's not. Just only credit uh, David Lynch. Mark, no, Mark you know, Frost and you know also, what? Yeah, we've been talking about Lynch for a long time, but Mark he, Frost, he's also integral to the whole thing. He's, but I almost wonder what the fuck did Mark Frost have to do with this? <laughs> because I see Mark Frost's influence on the original series. Because David Lynch is this crazy, wild, creative filmmaker, and Mark Frost is a grounded television producer. But that's the thing. It's like I, I feel like Mark Frost kind of reeled in all the all craziness. the craziness and only let little bits of it out. And that's kind of what gave the original Twin Peaks its charm was like you had this solid who who done it story filled with lynchisms. Now we have a whole series of lynchisms. Well, that's why I feel like David Lynch goes to Mark Frost and goes, "Hey, I had this weird dream last night." And Mark Frost goes, "Okay, let's see how I can fit this into the story." Yeah, but what? But and and I I I don't want to you know downplay Mark Frost's involvement here, but. I don't see his creative stamp on this. And if this is his creative stamp, kudos to him. He did a very good job. <laughs> like if this is if this is the true collaboration with no studio interference between Mark Frost and David Lynch, genius. Also, good David job. Lynch directed all 18 episodes. Yes. So to me that gives him even even more control over everything. Because uh, if you remember the David Lynch directed episodes of, of the original Twin Peaks. You can tell right off the bat yeah. which episodes are directed by David Lynch and which ones are not in mm -hmm. the original Twin Peaks. It th That infamous season, episode three, where you first see that red room with the tiles and everything and the statue, that's David Lynch. The finale of season two, there's, that's David Lynch. There's an episode in, I guess, it was a season one when uh, it literally opens with with Ben Horn and Jerry eating French baguettes. Yes, that's David Lynch. And that's a David, that's I, a I David that's Lynch episode. I think that's episode two. I think that's episode two. Is it? And he's like, oh, this, this yeah. bread. Mm. And it goes on for so long. It's like, that's David Lynch. Yeah. Like, that's so Lynch. And this all had that hallmark. And I wonder if Mark Frost was kind of like, right, here's the story. Like, the story is... Dale Cooper is at a lodge. He's trying to, it's his odyssey back to Twin Peaks. Mm. Here's the framework. Here's the skeleton of it. Now, David, put your shit all over it. I was having a conversation. I mentioned this to you off, um, off uh, air about 
someone, a friend that I was talking to who loves Twin Peaks, has a Twin Peaks tattoo, hates the return, doesn't like Firewalk with me, and thinks David Lynch is a hack. And the more I think about it, the more I kind of get it. I, I kind of, I know, it's the exact opposite of what I said before, but now I'm, I'm rethinking it. And you I can't think, just change things, Judy. Uh, what position are we sitting in? Oh, oh, whoa, what's this? Where am I now? Uh, um, you know, I'm all the way over here. Um, to me, the original two seasons of Twin Peaks have a very distinct feel. This has a very distinct feel as well, but it's very different. It's much look at more every, avant-garde. I mean, come on. Look at everything that David Lynch has made since Twin Peaks. If you were expecting original Twin Peaks after all that. I think some people were. I really think that some people looked at that Entertainment Weekly cover with all those characters back and went, oh my God, we're getting season three. And it's not season three. I looked at that and went, why are they showing off James and Audrey? I know they're not showing up for anything important. Yeah. And they didn't. Or they did, maybe. James stood there. James. James is the worst character in Twin Peaks. <laughs> he doesn't learn his lesson. He doesn't learn his lesson. He's a fucking bitch. And it's just <laughs> he's everything. A pussy. He's a pussy. And everything that he does, I can't stand James. I don't like his stupid song. I don't like his face. I don't like his hair. I just don't like what hair? James. No, it's the stupid spike hair. And the, he doesn't have that anymore. Not anymore. I just, I don't, I never understood. There was like, there was like a, a an episode long plot of like season one where it was like, Maybe James is the killer. Who's this weird motorcycle guy that we can see the reflection of a bike in Laura Palmer's eye? It could be James. Oh my God, that's a secret relationship. Did he kill her? No, he's the furthest person from ever being the one to kill her. And then he goes on some weird odyssey to some house. Never mind. Really, if, if you really think about it, most of the characters in Twin Peaks have not changed in 25 years. The only character who really changed was Bobby, and that's it. Bobby and Ben. I think Ben went through. Eh. I mean, there was. I I do think he slept with his secretary there in that one episode where he said, "Hey, why don't you come back?" Well, no, in? no, no. He said that he he couldn't do that. He but but then later he called her back in after Ooh. he was on the phone after he heard that uh, Richard had robbed his wife. He, but I don't. I know. I never got a sense that he. I kind of got the sense that he might have just went. I for never it. got that. Ben Ben Horn is a different person. That's only because he won the Civil War. But exactly, <laughs> that's why he changed because he. Yeah, because he won the Civil War. Yeah. What a stupid! Uh, oh my god, that was embarrassing. But but and oh, Dr. Jacoby's like, oh well, if he wins the Civil War, then he'll come out of it. Also, Dr. Jacoby as an Alex Jones, <laughs> well, that was really funny. And I really thought that was some good social commentary there. Yeah. Shovel your way out of the shit. Now, see, that, that, to me, that's, a Mark, that's more Mark Frost. That's a very Mark yeah. Frost. Uh, I think a lot of the stuff with Nadine and Big Ed and Norma, I think a lot of those classic Twin Peaks-esque relationships are oh, very Mark Frost. Speaking of that, where's Becky? What happened oh to her? Oh my god, that was a huge plot point. Cause it, well, the guy killed himself. But but before he did that, we also don't know if he actually did. I think he did. But if he did, before he did that, he said that he killed her. Yes. And we never got confirmation. All we had was Mark Frost walked over to uh, to, to to Carl and said, uh, you know, shit's going down. And they looked over at the trailer. Yeah. 
maybe it to lead you to believe that maybe he killed her in the trailer or something, and then they went off into the woods. I don't know. But again, another. But this is. But the. But the more I think about the loose threads that are just left hanging. But I really thought that they were gonna, and then and then the whole uh, the whole drug ring with that guy named Red who was dating Shelly. Oh my! Like none of that comes up. God. Um. And again, I'm not saying that like all this stuff needed to be answered. It's just. No, it's just it's weird just, how much time we spent on things that didn't, that, that didn't have any bearing. Yeah. It. It's so weird that we spent so much time on these things, and then we ended with with Laura Palmer and Dale Cooper outside the house with the lights going off, like oh, that haunted mansion. Like basically, it's like <laughs> that's where we ended. Yeah. Like that that felt like a mid season episode. It didn't feel like the finale, and the fact that that's it, it's over, it's done. This is probably the end of Twin Peaks. I don't know how much time on this earth David Lynch has left. Who knows, man? People go every day and he's getting up there. But I don't know. This is just overall. I think this is my overall thought. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I definitely. Even as questionable as that last episode is. I don't think it's. It left me speechless. I mean, I was jaw dropped. Well, I will say when I was when I started watching part 17 everything was happening so quick in the beginning and it was like humming it together and then so like perfectly every all the like all the big big plot points yeah resolved in the first 30 minutes i'm like yeah. what are they gonna do for the next hour and a half what are they gonna do for the next yeah the next whole next episode yeah and it's just very surprising to me that it, it's such a quiet ending in terms of like where the story was um i loved it i recommend it highly 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 recommend it um do not watch this do not watch this do not watch this if you have not seen twin Peaks season one two and firewalk with me again i don't think anyone's listening uh, hasn't seen I, but it. i i really like don't even be like yeah i just started the no it's this is this is a continuation of that it's 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 uh it's a very long complicated epilogue to an already great story I think here's here's a question. Uh, do you want another season? No. no I don't. Whether they have one or not, do you want one? No, I don't want one. I think you're this fine is, if this if this is how it ends. Look, I'm never going to be fine with it. And there's there's no <laughs> they could have wrapped it. There's no ending that they could possibly put on there that would satisfy everybody. So they knew. Let's just you say that, but like you know, the ending of Breaking Bad worked. That is one of the few endings that works. You know, it's like it, you can make it work. I mean, granted, you have a lot of moving pieces with this show, so it's it's a lot tougher. But, you know, it, you could Big do Big Norma got tied up. I mean, that that was a nice story to see yeah, come full circle. You know, sure. But um, obviously, this isn't what people were expecting for, no. it, for it to end on. And no. honestly, like to me, it's I wouldn't be opposed to a, another season. But it's going to be weird because certain people are no longer with us who did not die in the show. Yeah. And it's like, how do you explain Albert? You know, yeah. And, you know, it's, well, it's well, the log lady did die in the show. She died on the show and, and also in real life. Um, so it's 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 weird. I, I'd be fine if they kept it just with this. This is this is a really imperfect ending, but it is an ending. And I think what Twin Peaks always needed was an ending. And if this is the ending that we got, 
It's the ending that we got. I mean, there, there's season a, two was never an ending. There's at least solace in the fact that the only people who got fucked over in this whole ending is Dale Cooper and maybe Diane. I mean, Laura Palmer was kind of screwed over in the first place. Yeah, she so. died in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. So I don't really include yeah, her. In but this whole I, thing. I, I think this and I. But like, at least you can think like you can have solace in the fact that everyone else in the show probably had a, a good ending. The, the way that it ends, the, the implication of Laura Palmer didn't die. Is whatever that means, whatever that that means for that character, whatever that means for the reality. And, and if that the is idea, the case, we watched we watched that body go away. Right. Laura Palmer didn't die. That's that's the ending of the show right there. Yeah, but it, even if that is the case and let's say Laura Palmer did not die and this is this is what happens when yeah. she doesn't die, which I don't believe. I think this is some sort of alternate reality or some sort of projection, whatever. Um wouldn't that mean that certain characters don't didn't exist. die? Didn't die, don't exist. What are we going to build an entire What what show did that where it was like Oh, I don't know if you ever saw Men in the High Castle? No. The, it's really good. Um, I recommend it. It's not at this caliper, but it's really good. The whole idea is that it takes place in an alternate reality where of, the Nazis won. Where the Nazis won, yeah. but not really. Like it's it's an alternate reality that exists parallel to the reality where we did win, mm. and there are films that are being smuggled between the realities that show opposites, and people are actually jumping to the reality where the Allies did or the uh, yeah where the U S did win the war. So this, there is a way to do it where it could just like all take place in this alternate reality where Dale Cooper is stuck right now. And then like keep flashing back to the right reality and eventually get there. But it's almost pointless because that sounds like a, like an episode of lost to me. Yeah. But man, the high castle is a lot better than lost. I don't doubt that, but like a lot better than I don't like lost. Um, (laughs) I like man in the high castle. I I think this is it. I think the ending is Laura Palmer didn't die. We've erased that and now Laura Palmer da- didn't die and then now Dale Cooper is fucked. Fucked. Because he tried to help her. Yes. The end. I loved it. I recommend it. I recommend Twin Peaks as a whole. It's an extremely flawed series overall. Uh that has I would ve- say extremely flawed. Uh that's uh season two is bad. Uh, here's the thing. It goes from extreme highs of quality to extreme lows to like mountain peak highs of quality. But like so, I said, and then it drops down. Like it's, it's, it's a ro- The whole show is a roller coaster ride. Y- you need that season two to kind of level things a bit. Yeah. It's almost like a break. It's like, ah, oh, just drink my coffee, eat my pie yeah. and watch window Merle trap Leo Johnson with spiders. <laughs> oh my God. We're now in an alternate reality. Yeah, in this in this new reality, Leo Johnson's fine. Yeah, I guess <laughs> he's still, he's still married to Shelly. I guess. I, I mean, she's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, domestic abuse isn't funny. No. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, recommend, and it's confusing as fuck. And if you're looking for straight answers, you're looking for Twin Peaks. Oh, I the wonder if Wendell Merrill is in this new reality. <laughs> get the f- I'm fucking done. That's it. I'm out. No more. No more. Anyway, yeah, that's Twin Peaks: The Return. Any, anything yeah. you wanted to end on specifically? Uh, 
No, not really. I mean, we talked about whether or not I should come back. And uh, I, it, this whole thing is a huge headache, but it was an awesome headache to get here. It's like it's like beating a really hard video game, and then realizing that you just wasted all of your time. No, come on! But you didn't also, waste your time. you really enjoyed every moment that you wasted. I mean, I I still do want to go back and, and rewatch all 18 hours again. I want to watch it from the beginning. I want to go back. I want to just binge one, two movie return. Like, I just want to. They're, they're like three different, almost three different entities. So I kind of wouldn't want to do them all. I, I would actually say they're four, entity, four entities. There's season one, season two, then the second half of season two. <laughs> and those are two. To me, they're different shows. Then Fire Walk With Me. Then the return. So I would say that okay, there's four separate shows or, or properties, and yeah. they all revolve around the same characters. It's all kind of indicative of the way the lodge works and the way that time works and reality is warped. You got to sit through those episodes of season two to get to this, but once you get to the return, it is more than worth your time. I'm only kidding when I say it's a waste of time, but it is very confusing. It is confusing, yeah. And you really need to talk about it with somebody to understand what the. That's why we have the the internet. Yeah, it's a show that's meant to be. Without the internet, no one would have seen Sarah Palmer's face on the Jumping Man. Yeah, that's true. You know, imagine if the internet was around back in 1990. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. Um, Yeah, that's Twin Peaks. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll end off this episode. Um, All right. Ready? What? Real quick. Here's how to end this episode. Favorite character and least favorite character. Go. Of everything? Oh. I mean, it's, for me, it's pretty easy. It's just Dale Cooper, and then least favorite is James. Fuck James. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, fuck James. What about Chad? Fuck Chad. Fuck all of them. Chad was kind of shitty. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I, that's a hard. I'd, I'd have to think about it. And just remember. Donna's doing just fine. Oh, she! I bet you she's like a high-paid doctor CEO now. of something. She, she she got the fuck out of this plot. She's just like goodbye, daddy. Goodbye, mommy. And then not or no, yeah, not yeah. my daddy. And then she turned into an alien in Men in Black Two and put her tongue in someone's ear. And then dated Jack Nicholson. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. All right, that's it. That's the end. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. Enjoy Twin Peaks.